Today, as we uh, move forward in our series um, in Christ, we started last week in our series in Ephesians chapter 1 in Christ, and we'll be looking back at Ephesians chapter 1. I'll give you a couple of uh, seconds to turn to Ephesians uh, chapter 1. We'll be in Ephesians chapter 1 again, as we already looked at um, the first part of this, these verses uh, in chapter 1, um, verses 1 through uh, 5. We looked at last week as we uh, embarked on the title and the series, In Christ. So now we want to continue the series. This is part two, In Christ, part two. And we looked at uh, Ephesians chapter one, verses one through five on last week. And today we're going to look at Ephesians chapter one, verses five through six. Verses five through six. So when you have it um, on your electronic devices or your Bible, um, we're going to read and we're going to pray and we're going to go forward. Um, with this. So get your Bibles. We have Ephesians chapter 1, Kim. Sean, Nikki, we in Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verse 6 and verse 7. Verse 6 and verse 7. And the title is In Christ. In Christ. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your word. Thank you for blessing us, Lord God, with life. Speak to us, Lord God, through your word that our heart may be convicted, that our heart may be challenged. That, Lord God, your word may refresh us and restore us, Lord God. That your world may bring um, joy to our lives, Lord God. I ask, Lord God, that your word may also convict us. Lord God, use your word that we may grow in you. Let us be a body of Christ. Let us be a church, Lord God, where we apply the word of God to our life that change may occur. We thank you, Lord God. And we bless you for you being so awesome and so wonderful, Lord God. Decrease me that you may increase and you may get all the glory and all the honor. I'm here for your glory, Lord God, and not for mine. So use me as I point this congregation and the people that, that are under the sound of my voice to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1. Uh, verses 6 and 7, it says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Here, on last week, we picked up in Ephesians chapter 1, we picked up from the title, In Christ. Today, we look at the same title today as we uh, go to the second part of this series, In Christ, Part 2. This is a book that was written by Paul um, many years ago. And Paul wrote this book to the believers in Ephesus and also to us today. Paul wrote this book to, to encourage the believers uh, that what we have in Christ is special. It, it saddens me, it saddens me that, that it's so many believers, Joe, it's so many believers, Tammy, it's so many believers, Arthur, it's so many believers, Cuddy, it's so many believers, Virginia, that, 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 that walk around distraught. It, it, it saddens me that, that there are so many believers walk around with their head down and 
and they feel um, out of place and they feel no hope and, and no joy in their life, Barbara. They feel like, like, like life is, 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 is not, not worthy to even be living, Dirk. They, they feel just uh, a way of, of sadness and, and hurt, Carolyn, and hurt, Michelle, and, and, and they walk around in this pain. And, and Paul reminds us here in this, in this chapter of, of Ephesians chapter 1 that we are in Christ. He reminds us, Corey um, and Lisa, that, that, that we are in Christ, that we, we are in Christ Jesus. And, and he lets us know our position in Christ. I think a lot of times we walk around in, in, in guilt and shame and, and, and distraught because we don't know who we are, Leonard. We don't know who we are still in Christ. And, 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 and Paul lets us know this. As I said last week, this, this chapter is the in, in him chapter. All you see over and over again is Paul saying in Christ or, or in him or in the beloved. So this chapter is known as the in Christ chapter. And he reminds us of our position in Christ, that, that we have a, a valuable, we are valuable to Christ, that, that we have the benefits of Christ because we're in Christ. On last week, we looked at because we're in Christ, verse number three lets us know that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. He let us know that, that we don't have to uh, pray for the blessings. We don't have to tarry, Tiffany, for the blessings. We don't have to uh, uh, cry out to God, Bonnie, for the blessings. He lets us know that we already have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place. He let us know that we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing because we're in Christ. He lets us know not only that we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing, but he come here in verse 4 and he let us know that we have been chosen. We, we, in Christ, we, we have been chosen. God has elected you and I. God has selected you and I to be his children, to, to have salvation. I don't know about you, but that's, that's a good thing because I wasn't always chosen by people, but to be chosen by God, I'm, I enjoy that. But then he, he goes on and he lets us know in verse number five that in Christ that we have been adopted. He said that we have been adopted into the family of God, that God has adopted us into his family. Gabby, God has adopted us into his family. So that means that we are now children of God. That's, that's an awesome thing. That's an awesome thing to be a child of God, to be adopted, uh, Linda, to be adopted. We, we are now a child of God. But Paul goes on to, to continue to inform us of the position that we have in Christ. He goes on to inform us of the, of the position of who we are in Christ. And he says here in verses number uh, 5 and 6, he, say here, he says, in Christ we have received grace. He said in Christ we, we have received grace in Christ. Look at this. He says, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which we uh, um, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. He says that in Christ we have received grace. But watch this, watch this. He says in Christ we have received grace, but he says the praise of the glory of his grace. He said the first thing we need to do is praise God for his grace. He says in Christ, in Christ we, we, we got to praise God for his grace because God, God is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be lifted up. He says that, that Paul says that praise God for his grace. See, 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 there's a problem if you can't glorify God. 
it's, it's a problem if you can't give God praise uh, for his grace. That, that tells me, if you can't give God praise for grace, that tells me you don't know what grace is. That, that, that tells me that, that you have no clue what, what grace is. And, and, and grace is the, is the murdered favor of God. Yeah, what, what Pastor Pew, what is the murder faith? Grace is, is what God gives to us what we don't deserve. Oh, my God, God, God gives us grace. He gives us his grace of, of what we don't deserve. God, God blesses us with things we don't deserve, and he says that we should praise God for the grace. Now, if you know you have some things that you don't deserve, you should be praising God right now. You shouldn't have a problem lifting your hands up. You shouldn't have a problem stomping your feet. You shouldn't have a problem running around your house thanking God and praising God for everything he has blessed you with. Because of his grace, he has blessed us with everything that we don't deserve. He has blessed us with everything they don't deserve. Like I said on Wednesday, you got that house and you know your credit was jacked up. That's grace. You got that car that you know you don't deserve. That's grace. You got that wife or that husband that you know you don't deserve. You got them children that you don't deserve. And guess what? That's grace that God has extended to you. So he says that we need to praise God for his grace. We need to lift up our hands. We need to shout uh, hallelujah and thank God for the grace. When I think about the grace of God and all that God has given me, what I don't deserve. I don't deserve life. I deserve hell, but he gave me heaven. That's grace. I don't deserve a relationship with him, but he gave his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. That's grace. I don't deserve to, to even have life today, but he gave me life in him. That's grace. I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful for God's grace. And I praise him and I thank you right now for his grace because he has pulled out to us what we don't deserve. He has pulled out to us what we don't deserve. You, 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 you have to, he says, praise him for his grace. Praise him for his grace because his grace is worthy to be praised. He said, praise him for the grace. God has pulled out grace in your life. God, God has pulled out grace in your life. God, God, God did not have to give his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for us. God, God did not have to give his Christ neither to die on the cross for us. God did not have to give his son, uh, son Jesus Christ, Charlene, to, to die on the cross for us. But by grace, he did that. You, you didn't deserve Jesus Christ's death. You didn't deserve the, the, his blood to be shed. He was righteous. He, he died for you and our sin. He died for our sins. And that was grace that God has given us. God has extended grace to us. I remember... A while ago, one of my children act up in school. And I went up to school and I met with the principal and I, and I talked to him and I, and I let him know. I said, um, because of your actions, the consequences when you get home, I'm, I'm going to whoop your butt. I know we can't say that now. Uh, we got to say we spank you or put you in time out. But, but this was back in the day. So I said, I'm going to tear your butt up when you get home. And, and when he got home, Oh, I didn't told y'all. Well, I got two sons, so y'all know which one. <laughs> but when he got home, um, I said, what I'm going to do, Iris, I, I'm, I'm going to extend you some grace. I, I, I'm going to extend you some grace. So what I'm going to do, you, you deserve a butt whooping because you, the way you act in school. You, you, you deserve to get your, your butt whooped. You, de, you deserve to get the consequences that, that I have the right to give you because you have showed out in school. But, but because I'm, 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 I'm a good dad, I'm going to show you some grace. 
So, so the grace was given him what he didn't deserve. He deserved a butt whooping, but, but Sam, I ain't whoop his butt. I just told him he got to get it together. He got he to work it out, Gretchen. He got he to go moo-moo and get it, get it together. I'm, I'm not going to whip his butt. And the same thing for God. He gives us grace all the time like that. We, we deserve to be chastised, but God gives us grace. We, we, we deserve to, to lose our home, but God gives us grace. We deserve to, to lose our job, but God gives us grace. We deserve not a relationship with God, but God gives us a relationship. Over and over and over, he pulls out grace to us. And he said, Paul says that we should praise God for his grace. In Christ, we have grace. Right now, you should be praising God for his grace. You should be thanking God for his grace, Mike. You should be thanking God and praising him for his grace because this is a great opportunity to praise him when you think about the grace of God, Lena, the grace that God has given you, the grace that God has extended to you and I, the grace that God has given us, the unmerited favor, the favor of God, and we receive that because we in Christ. He said, these are the benefits. This is the benefit. My college student, you got to understand the grace that God has poured out on you. He poured out on you, Latanya, where you can go to school. And your parents pay for it. That's grace. That's, that's grace that God has given you. And he gives us grace all the time, Sheree. So he says, in Christ, we have grace. In Christ, we, we have grace. In, and he made us acceptable in the, in, the, in the beloved. Because of his grace, now we are accepted by Jesus Christ. Now Jesus Christ has accepted us into the family, Rod. Jesus Christ, Howard, has accepted us into the family because of the grace of God. And God has been pulling grace out upon us. He's he, he, he been pulling his grace out upon us. And because we in Christ, we experience the grace of God, Nikki and Kenneth. We experience the grace of God. But then he says the second thing, and it's found in, in verse number 7. He says, in Christ, we have redemption. He says, in Christ, we, we have his redemption. So he says the first thing, he says, here's the benefit, in Christ. Watch this, he says, in Christ, we have grace. But now he comes and says, in Christ, we have redemption. He says, in him, we have redemption. Watch this. In him, we have redemption through his blood. So because of the blood of, of, of Jesus Christ, Lachelle and Curry, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we have redemption. Watch this. In, 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 in Christ, in Christ, we, we have redemption. See, 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 you all must don't understand what that word redemption means. That, that word redemption actually means, Tina, it means to buy back. It means to, to, to purchase back. It means that Jesus Christ uh, uh, shed his life, I mean, um, given his life and shed his blood for, for you and I to purchase us back from the power of sin. Oh, my God, that's, that's some good stuff. He, he, see, see, the only way uh, redemption can occur is if someone had to die, Joshua. The only way uh, Jeanette redemption would occur is someone had to die. So it says that Jesus Christ, that in Christ we receive redemption. That redemption came through the death, burial, and resurrection in the blood of Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ's death uh, was the price that was paid to redeem us back to God. Redeem us and, 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 and take us, I mean, and free us from the power of sin. See, see, I'm getting excited now. Let me calm down. Let me calm down. Because I, I, I know I'm redeemed. 
I, I, I don't know about you, but when I accept, accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, I have now, Miss Cunningham, I have now, and I have now been redeemed in Jesus Christ because of his blood that was shed for my sins and your sins. And now I'm no longer separated from God. I am a child of God. I'm in the family of God. I'm no longer distant to God. I'm no longer an enemy to God. I'm no longer a stranger to God because I have been redeemed, Vicki. I have been redeemed, and in Christ, we have redemption. We have redemption. We have redemption in Christ, and, the, and, the, and redemption came with the price of Christ's death. The, the, Jesus Christ had to die to redeem the world. He had to die to redeem you and I from our sin. And in Christ, we have redemption. I am redeemed. I'm so glad that I'm redeemed. I'm thinking about the song that say, I am redeemed. Bought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. Boy, I wish I could sing. If anybody asks me, uh, just tell them that, that I am redeemed. Let me say that again. I am redeemed. Bought with the price. Jesus has changed my whole life. If anybody asks you just who I am and tell them I am redeemed. I'm so glad that I was purchased back by Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, that's a great thing to be redeemed by Jesus Christ. See, but I couldn't die for myself. You couldn't die for yourself. Your mama couldn't die for you. Your daddy couldn't die for you to redeem you. It had to be the righteousness of Jesus Christ who died to fulfill the fulfillment of the price that it caused for you and I to be redeemed. And I'm so glad that I'm redeemed, Tanya. I'm redeemed, Ray, in the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking about that blood because the blood reaches to the highest valley and it flows to the lowest valley. Oh my God. I'm so grateful for the blood of Jesus Christ. Today the blood is still works. Yes, it works for you and it works for me and anyone who don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord is saved. The blood is still redeeming. He says that in Christ we have redemption. We've been purchased. We've been, we've been purchased back to God. We've been freed from the power of sin. Romans 8.1 says it like this, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And I see you all don't know what condemnation is because right now you should be dancing. You should be shouting. You should be celebrating because condemnation means that there's no, uh, no way we are ever separated from God once we in God. That means we will never experience the wrath of God because we have been redeemed. It says that in Christ we have redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood set us free. We are free. We are free from the blood of Jesus Christ. By the blood of Jesus Christ, we are free. We are redeemed in Christ. We are redeemed in Jesus Christ. He said that we are redeemed in Christ. But then he goes on. And he says in Christ, we, we not only, he says in Christ, we not only redeemed. But he says in verse 7b, he said in Christ, we have been forgiven of sin. Tamika, he says, Aiden, he says, in Christ we have been forgiven of sin. Watch this. He said, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. 
Now, the word forgiveness here means to be pardoned. To be pardoned means that you, your slate, the offense that you have done, Linda, the offense that, that you have done, Sister Yates, the, the offense that you have done to someone has been wiped clean. Be, be, because of God's grace to, towards us through his shed of blood and his, his son, Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, we have forgiveness of sin, which means God has cleared us from all offense against him. Oh, my God. Let me, let me say that again. God has cleared us from all offense against him. Every sin that we have sinned against him has been cleaned. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all ain't getting that. Every sin that we have done, past, present, and future, have been forgiven. Y'all ain't getting it. Y'all ain't getting it. You ain't getting it, Monique. You ain't getting it, Marvin. You ain't getting it. You ain't getting it, Dominique. You ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. Every sin, watch this, every sin that you have committed, that I have committed, that the believers in Christ have committed, past, present, and future have been forgiven. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Let me, let me, let me help you out. A couple of years ago, last year, I think last year, I, I went to the basketball game. And, and you all watch basketball. You watch the NBA in, in college. And I went to the basketball game, and um, we were sitting there watching the game, and one of the players fell on the floor. One of the players fell on the floor. And, um, you know, he'd been playing all, all game, and, and he fell on the floor. And because of the wood um, in the floor, um, uh, when he fell, it got, it, you know, it had a puddle of sweat there. It was, it was, it was a wet spot. It was a wet spot. And then, now, if you all know, when wood get wet, it gets slippery. So, so, so once the player got up and went to the opposite end of the court to continue to play, um, it, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a towel boy that came out, a ball boy that came out, or a towel boy, whatever you want to call it, came out. And, and his job is to wipe up the sweat. His job is when, 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 when somebody fall, they got him on each end of the court. And when someone fall, and, and, and their job is to go out to wipe up the sweat. Now, now, the reason why in, in basketball you got to wipe up the sweat because wood, uh, when it get wet, gets slippery. So the, the, the towel boy or the, or, or the ball boy would go out and wipe up the sweat before they get back down to that end of the court. Now, watch this. The reason why they will wipe up the sweat because they don't want the players to come back and slip and fall on the same sweat that they fell on last time. I'm, I'm trying to help you understand this. I'm trying to help you understand this. Watch this. So now what the towel boys do, we're going to look at that sweat as sin. When, 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 when a player falls on the ground and he got a sweat spot, he wipes it up. He wipes his sin away. So when the players come back down, they won't fall over the same sin because the sin is no longer there. It has been forgiven. I'm trying to help you understand in your life and my life, God has wiped all the sin away. And that God says that Micah says that God has threw our sin in a sea of forgiveness. See, God is not like man. God don't forgive like man. See, it's some things that some people offended you. And you, some people offended you and they came and apologized to you, but you still can't stand their guts. Oh, 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 well, let's go this way. It's some people that you have offended, and you had apologized to them, 
but they still can't stand your guts. God is not like man. See, God says when you sin against me and you repent, I forgive you. I throw it in a sea of forgiveness. So what you've done according to sin, God said, I don't remember it anymore because he's a forgiving God. And you need to understand that in Christ we have forgiveness in, in, in his blood. We have forgiveness of sin. I don't know about you, but I'm so excited that God forgive me for my sin. The sin I did this morning, God forgave me. The sin I did last night, God forgave me. The sin I got scheduled on my calendar next week, God is a forgiving God. And you should clap your hands and celebrate God because he's a forgiving God. He's not like man. He don't hold grudges. He don't walk around mad at you. He just say, okay, I'm going to wipe that sin clean, that I won't see that sin no more. I'm so glad that Jesus Christ forgive me of my sin. And he says, in Christ we have received forgiveness of sin. These are the benefits. This is what we have in Christ Jesus. So if we, we, we have these benefits in Christ Jesus, why are we walking around distraught? Why are we not walking around in joy? Why are we not walking around praising God to know our position in Christ? We're walking around like we don't know God. God has given us all these things in Christ, our position in Christ has changed. We in Christ, and he has given us grace. In Christ, we have redemption by his blood. In Christ, we have been forgiven of our sins. Oh, that's awesome. And he tells us in the first part that we should praise God. We should celebrate God for this because we have forgiveness. The best thing to have is forgiveness for sin. So when we stand before God as believers in Christ, we will not be punished for our sins because he has forgiven us. He has forgiven you. He calling us. Paul is reminding us of our position in Christ. That you got to understand who you are in Christ. This is who we are. This, the Ephesians 1 talks about our position, who we are in Christ. That in Christ, we have experienced his grace, Marvin. In Christ, we have experienced um, his forgiveness. In Christ, he said, in Christ, we have received redemption. In Christ. And today I want to extend to you that Christ that I'm talking about. Because if you are not a child of God, you are not in Christ. And this position that we have in Christ, we can celebrate. You can't because you are not in Christ. But I know some of you are probably saying, well, Pastor Pew, I, I heard last week that in Christ part one, and now it's in Christ part two. But how do I get in Christ? I'm glad you asked. Because of the sin of Adam and Eve. We all were plundered into sin. It's called imputed. The charges of Adam and Eve was imputed to all mankind because Adam and Eve is the mother and father of all generation. And their sin was passed down to all mankind. So Jesus Christ, God said, here it is. We, we have a need. Mankind have a need. And the need is to be right with God. So God says, here's my plan. To fulfill that need, I'm going to give my son, LaMonica, Jesus Christ, 
as a sacrificial lamb to die on a cross and shed his blood so you and I may be right before God. And Jesus Christ did that. He came here. He was born of a virgin. You all know the Macklin conception. He was born to Murray, conceived through the Holy Spirit. She bored him, gave birth to him. He lived for 33 years without sin. He walked this earth for 33 years. For 30 years, he lived. At 33 years, he did his ministry. I mean, for three years, he did his ministry. He did the ministry of Jesus Christ. And he lived without sin. And at the appointed time, God appointed him to die. Jesus said throughout all the scripture that his time was coming to die on a cross so mankind can be set free. So Jesus Christ was beat all night. He was lied on. He was mocked. He was scoffed. They put a crown of thorns on his head and laughed at him. They cast a lot for his clothes. And then they hung him on a cross. And on that cross, he died. And just to make sure he was dead, it said that they pierced him in the side with a knife. That blood and water came running out. Just so you and I can be in Christ. And he died. They buried him in a barred tomb because they knew he wasn't going to be there. He knew he wasn't going to be there long. For three days, he went to hell and brought those captive. Released those who was captive in death. And he rose on the third day, third day. And not only did he raise from the dead, but he walked around the earth. Where thousands of people have saw him. In his glorified body. We in Acts now in his glorified body. And he told him, meet him in Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, I got a gift coming for you. And the gift is the Holy Spirit. That's the day of Pentecost where the Holy Spirit came. And it dwelled in man. The day of Pentecost. And Jesus Christ ascended up to heaven and sat on the right hand of the Father with all authority in his hand. And he did that so you and I can be in Christ. But because he's God and he's not a dictator, he gave us free will. So your choice to choose him is your choice. But he made the provisions through his son that you and I may have eternal life, that we may be in Christ. But he gave us the choice. So here it is. The choice, you can surrender your life to Jesus Christ and go to heaven, or you can die and reject, you can reject Jesus Christ and die and go to hell. That's your choice. But which one you want today? Do you want to go to heaven? Or do you want to go to hell? It's your choice. Your mother can't make that choice for you. Listen to me, college students. Your professors, your professors can't make that choice for you. Your grandparents can't make that choice for you. Your teachers, your husband, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your cousin, no one can make that, that, that choice for you. You got to make that choice yourself. And unfortunately, we live in a world that everyone rejects Jesus Christ. That everyone tell you that there, there are many ways to get to God. But Jesus came back in John chapter 14. And said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the Father except through him. 
Jesus Christ said, I'm the only way to give you salvation. But you got to believe in me. And today, the choice is on your heart. God is knocking. Would you respond? Is there any today say, I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? I want one. I want one. I, I, all you got to do is type in one. Type in the word one. O-N-E or the number one. On the phone, we are looking. We got people watching. Just type it in. Type it in. If you want to have that relationship with Jesus Christ, just say one. I'm one. And we're going to lead you through the plan of salvation. Because this salvation, being in Christ, is extended to every one of us. It don't matter who you are. It don't matter what sin you have. This salvation is open to everyone. But you got to confess your sins. You got to believe and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is there one? Is there any today? that say, I want to have Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Is there any that I want to be in Christ? That I want that, that redemption. I want that forgiveness of sin. I want to experience that grace that God has given me. Is there one today? By the response, we don't see that there's any today. By the response, we don't see there's any today. So what I want to do, I want to pray for you. Because there are some people who are walking around devastated. Some believers that are walking around ready to give up. You have lost all hope. You're you, you in a bad place. You're in a perplexed place. You don't, you don't know where to turn or what to do. But today I want to pray for you because I want to remind you that you are in Christ. You are in Christ. And because you're in Christ, you have the grace of God. Because you're in Christ, you have been forgiven of sin. And because you're in Christ, you have been redeemed by his blood. And I want to pray for you. Let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for allowing us to be in Christ. There are so many people that are hurting. So many Christians that are ready to give up. They are ready to throw in the towel. They are ready to throw their hands up. Lord God, some are ready to give their life, take their life. And you know who they are, Lord God. They're walking around, Lord God, in depression. They're walking around in fear and with anxiety. In, with anxiety. Lord God, you know all the things that are going on in their life, and I call you out today, Lord God, that you remind them of their position in you, that you encourage them to let them know who they are in you, that they are valuable to you, and that you have blessed them with every single spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Lord God, everything they need to be successful as a believer, you have given to them. So remind them of that. Lord God, there's some that are given into temptation. There's some, Lord God, that, that temptation has a hold on them, that is a snare around them. Lord God, that they in bondage to their sin. And you have set us free from sin. We have been redeemed. You have set us free. So let us not go back and, and, and put ourselves under the bondage that you have set us free from. Let us walk in the power and in the newness of your grace. Let us walk in the power and the strength of your, of your power, Lord God. Let us walk refreshed and renewed in you, knowing the benefits that we have in you, Lord God. You have already set us free. That we are no longer slaves to sin. We have been set free from the power of sin over our life. 
So let us walk in that. Let us be encouraged. Let us walk in the newness of you, Lord God. I ask that you remove them out of the sin that they're in. Remind them, Lord God, that your grace has been poured out upon them. Remind them, Lord God, that they have forgiveness of sin. Remind them, Lord God, that you have forgiven them for their sin. Remind them that you have redeemed them by your blood, Jesus Christ, and we belong to you. Have your way, Lord God. Thank you for your word today to remind us that we are in you, that we are in Christ, and in Christ we have benefits. We bless you and we love you. And we pray for our college students that are returning back to college. Lord God, some of them who are freshmen are going to take some classes and sophomores are going to take some classes where people are going to denounce you. They're going to hear things from people that tell them lies about themselves. But Lord God, let them go in your word in Ephesians chapter 1. And just let them call out that, that in Christ I, I have been redeemed. That in Christ, I, I have grace. That, that in Christ, I have been forgiven a sin. Whatever you say about me, I'm in Christ, and, and God has blessed me with every spiritual blessing. In Christ, that I've been chosen by God. In Christ, that I've been adopted by God. Thank you, Lord God. And I ask that they, they know your word, and they repeat it to themselves, that when they get down, when life becomes difficult for them, they, they remind themselves of who they are in Christ. So remind them, Lord God, and even for our young people returning back to school. Lord God, we know that it's going to be difficult. Some are going for partial, um, going to return partially um, for a couple of days a week, and some just going to be at home. But whatever their parents have chosen for them to, to be educated, Lord God, we pray that you remind them and you let them see that they are in you. Lord God, that you have blessed them with every spiritual blessing, that you have chose them, Lord God. You have adopted them. You have showed them grace. You have given them grace. You have also, Lord God, not only given them grace, Lord God, but you have redeemed them and you have forgiven them. You have forgiveness. They have forgiveness of sin. So, Lord God, let them walk in that. Use us today that we may influence someone that their life may be changed. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's get a Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you so much for listening in.